0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, June the 11th, 2022. It is currently 1246 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, yesterday evening, I don't know if you heard the live broadcast or if you've heard it on demand, I I had heard a news update about something involving Israel and Iran and well nuclear facilities. Okay, so there was a number of issues there: Iran, Israel, and Iran's nuclear facilities. All right, and and there was some interesting developments there. Now I just basically turned on the microphone just to give everyone some information, just to give everyone an update. I did not want in any way, shape, or form try to sens- sensationalize the situation add hyperbole, exaggerate, make crazy predictions, but just more to say, hey, did you hear this report? I thought it was interesting. Do you think it's interesting? And I thought it was interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, obviously, if some conflict it, uh, arises in the Middle East right now, if if the Middle East the situation becomes very unstable and instability begins to spread, well that's going to cause major well, major issues for say, I don't know, gas prices where we're already at paying a national average of around $5 per gallon. It could have major implications considering we already have the situation with Russia and Ukraine. Then if something begins to to fall apart and instability begins to spread in the Middle East, it's just going to create more global issues for people all around the world. So just from a very pragmatic and practical perspective, I wanted everyone to know about the report. And also, obviously, anyone who studies the Bible cares about biblical prophecy. The subject of Israel comes up over and over and over again. Now, I am very aware that there's also a major issue in some uh, prophetic circle, some biblical prophecy, uh, prophetic uh, probably is the wrong term, Bible prophecy circles that anytime anything happens in the Middle East, anytime anything happens involving Israel, they're like, this is it. The rapture is about to happen. The Antichrist is going to be revealed. The temple is going to be rebuilt. And they make lots of sensational claims. And then nothing actually happens. And they just wait, well, four months, three months, six months later. And then they make more sensational claims. And I don't want to be a part of that in any way, shape, or form, I want to distance myself from that, but just because you distance yourself from that sensationalism, it doesn 't mean then you just simply ignore what 's happening in Israel and what 's going on because I do believe obvi- i I do believe that God is obvious I think th- there 's promises been made to Israel that have not been fulfilled, and i don 't think that the church simply replaces Israel and those promises go there. so I think it is important to at least pay attention to what 's going on in that part of the world. you just have to do it in a a more balanced way, if that makes any sense. I hope that makes sense. So here's what happened. I I was just looking around at some uh, different news sources and I came across a news article. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That was, that was posted when? That was posted yesterday at 12 p.m. I did not see this till this morning. And I'm like, well, this very much relates to what we talked about yesterday evening. So here's what we're going to do. Again, this is just for your information. I'm not trying to sensationalize anything. I'm not trying to exaggerate anything, and I'm not making any predictions, and I'm not saying, see, this fulfills some Bible prophecy. I'm not doing that. I just want you to be aware of what's happening, again, because of the possible, practical, pragmatic ramifications that could arise if something is getting ready to happen in the Middle East that could have major impact. And just because, once again, Israel would be involved. And yes, we're constantly looking to see how that could fit into biblical prophecy, but hopefully doing so in a thoughtful, biblical way, not in a way of sensationalism. And it's hard to find that balance, all right? So this is more for your information, okay? For your information. First, let's go back to the news update that dropped in my podcast app around 5 or 6 p.m., Yesterday evening from American Family Network or American Family Radio, it's the AFN Newscast. It's hard to find the podcast on many podcast apps. Sometimes you have to look around and try to find the RSS feed, and it's manually you, uh, loaded into your podcast app of choice. It really depends on which podcast app you use. But on some of them, it's easy to find. I think Apple and Google, it's easy to find, but many of the others, it's very difficult to find. But I, I listen to it. They do a, a morning, afternoon, kind of a mid-afternoon, and an evening news update, About I think about four times a day. And they do things from somewhat of, supposedly from a Christian perspective. Sometimes I think it's more political than it is from a Christian or theological perspective, but at least keeps me informed about what people are talking about and looking at. And I try to listen to things from all kinds of different perspectives. So, this is what dropped in my podcast app again yesterday, late afternoon, early evening. And it has something to do with Israel and Iran and nuclear facilities. Listen carefully. Now, they're going to make some very, they're going to bring someone on to make a very, though they make a prediction. Now, I'm not saying we should agree with the prediction, but we should at least hear it. And then what I'm going to do is after we listen to this again, I'm going to show you, I'm going to not show you, I'm going to read to you some of the information that was dropped by um, which news agency, which news agency, let me see if I have this, Uh, which news agency, there's a lot of information here, Um, it's it's a part of Yahoo News, but they took it from a different uh, news agency, so I don't know where this originally can be uh, traced back to, but they, they dropped a news article, once again, dealing with Israel now and no, not Israel with Iran and their nuclear tactics but it's very much related to this first report so we're going to put this all together again for information purposes no predictions no sensationalism no exaggeration just going to say here's what's going on and then you just so that you are aware of some possible things that are starting to develop Right. That's all I'm trying to do here. So here we go. This is a report that, again, dropped yesterday, late afternoon, early evening. in one of my podcast apps from AFN News or AFN Newscast is what the podcast is called from American Family Radio. Here we go.
0: News that Israel has dramatically upgraded the range of its stealth fighters means a potential attack on Iran nuclear sites is now a distinct possibility. FN's Chad Groning has more. The Jerusalem Post reports that the Israeli Air Force can now fly its F-35 stealth fighters from Israel to the Islamic Republic without requiring mid-air fueling. This boost to IAF capabilities comes as the Israeli military is upped its preparations for a future strike against Iran's nuclear program. In addition, the IAF has recently integrated a new one-ton bomb into the arsenal of weapons used by the F-35s that can be carried inside the jet without jeopardizing its stealth radar signature. Jan Markell is founder and director of Olive Tree Ministries and host of Understanding the Times on American Family Radio. During an appearance on AFR, she predicted that the Israeli attack on Iran could be very soon.
1: I believe even this summer we're going to wake up to
0: a headline that says Israel has struck Iranian nuclear sites. Which ones?
1: We don't know. There are some that are Further along than others, some are underground where there's really not much you can do.
0: Markel says there is a clock that is ticking down. I am very concerned because here's what's going to happen. If they strike these nuclear sites, obviously there's going to be loss of life and the whole world will scream bloody murder and Israel needs to be punished when she in fact just did the world a favor by knocking out some of these nuclear sites. The IAF has held four large-scale drills stimulating attacks against Iran over the last month. The first drill included confronting Iranian radar and detection systems like those which protect its
1: nuclear installations. I'm Chad groaning. Now that was the initial report, okay? Israel now has stealth capability and their planes can make it all the way to Iran's nuclear facilities, or I should say, Israel has stealth capability with their planes that they can now make it all the way to Iran's nuclear facilities without having to refuel in mid-air. They have a bomb that they can place in the jet that would not in any way hurt their stealth capabilities. So they are discussing that possibly Israel could strike one of Iran's nuclear facilities soon, and they go on so far... to have someone say possibly as early as this summer. Now, that just seemed to me at the time, okay, there's a little bit of speculation there, maybe a little bit of sensationalism. I don't know. I try to be skeptical. But okay, I, I at least took note of it. Then I wake up today and I see this headline. Iran's nuclear tactics leaves Biden with tough choices. I'm like, okay, so what is Iran? If Iran is doing some things that leaves Biden with some tough choices, well, then that may leave, leave Israel with only one choice to use their new capability to launch strikes against Iran's nuclear facilities. And if that occurs, boom, instability spreads in the mid, Middle East. Boom, gas prices go even further, and then all of the unintended consequences begin to unfold. Now, this these kinds of situations build up, they go away, they build up, they go away, they build up. Every time they build up, everyone goes crazy, thinking the end is near. So we always have to be balanced, but we should at least pay attention. Here is some of this report. A flare-up in tensions between the UN nuclear monitor and Iran this week has left President Joe Biden in an increasingly tight jam. The U.S. leader opened his presidency with a pledge to return to the 2015 international agreement that aimed to prevent Tehran from building nuclear weapons after predecessor Donald Trump uh, withdrew from it. Negotiations to restore that agreement have been at an impasse for three months over the very last details. Without a deal. And Iran ever closer to nuclear breakout, Biden has a tough choice to make more concessions to Tehran and be accused of weaknesses by Republican opponents ahead of a midterm election or declare the talks dead, which could spark a new Middle East crisis. Well, what could really spark a new Middle East crisis if, if, Biden basically like, okay, the talks are dead. We can't do anything. And Israel's like, okay, we will. We've got the stealth capabilities. We've got a bomb that we can carry there that can do massive damage to these Iranian uh, nuclear facilities. We're going to do so. Then, well, you would have a Middle East crisis. Rafael Grossi, head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, said Thursday that Tehran's removal this week of 27 cameras monitoring its nuclear sites could deal a fatal blow to negotiations. So if they've re- they're removing cameras now so that we can't you can't see what's going on. I'm telling you, Israel is not going to sit by. So now you can see maybe why that report is making a prediction that by the end of this summer we're gonna wake up to headlines that's saying Israel struck Iran's nuclear facilities. They go on to say, at this stage. Things can go either way, said Ali uh, Veez of the International Crisis Group. The tensions of the past few days could potentially stir leadership and Tehran and Washington to take the deal that is on the table. Or, he said, it's the first step and another cycle of escalation. And from this point on, it would only get worse. Worse could mean Tehran moving ahead to build a nuclear weapon And its opponents like Israel and U.S. hardliners demanding hard action to prevent that. The talks in Vienna between Iran and the major powers resumed last year at Biden's impetus with the U.S. willing to rescind sanctions in exchange for Tehran returning to full uh, implementation of the 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. But at the edge of a deal, three months ago, the talks stalled due to, according to U.S. officials, to final demands by Iran unrelated to nuclear issues. Meanwhile, officials say Iran has pushed ahead with uranium enrichment operations that take it close to weapons capability. Please note, taking it close to weapons capability. Everyone has always said Israel will not allow that to happen. That if it that if they get right there close to weapons capability, Israel is going to do something, and now they can do so well with stealth planes that can make it all the way there without having to refuel in midair and carry a bomb that cannot be detected by radar. This would this gives Israel a capability that it appears, according to the report yesterday, that they did not previously possess, making it even more likely that Israel will do something, especially if these talks completely break down. Um, Meanwhile, officials say Iran has pushed ahead with uranium enrichment operations that take it close to weapons capability. The situation deteriorated this week when members of the IAEA censored Iran for not cooperating. A day later, Iran removed the 27 cameras. Supporters say the deal is the only thing that has prevented Iran from building nuclear weapons and that saving it is worth Biden giving Tehran some concessions. But opponent opponents, Republicans and strong supporters of Iran's nemesis Israel, says Iran's lack of cooperation shows the agreement is not worth pursuing. If Tehran's accelerated uranium enrichment operations are not sufficient to get the Biden administration to change course, what will, asked uh, the uh, someone of the Foundation of Defense Democracy's think tank, which opposed the agreement. The time has come for a multilateral version of maximum pressure, he said, referring to Trump's approach. Even among Biden's Democratic Party, some voices are growing impatient. At what point will the administration acknowledge that Iran's nuclear advances make a return to the 2015 agreement again, and just the acronym for it is JCPOA, Not is not in the United States strategic interest, said uh, uh, Senator Bob Mendez. Uh, Velez said that Biden administration has settled into the situation of having neither an agreement nor a crisis over it. The development of the past 48 hours have basically demonstrated to both sides that the status quo in the past three months of no deal, no crisis is really not sustainable. Yet Washington hasn't set a deadline. On Thursday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken only warned that the removal of the monitoring cameras threatened the JCPOA restoration. The only outcome of such a path will be a deepening nuclear crisis and further economic and political isolation for Iran, Blinken said. Instead of a hard line, the top U.S. diplomat kept the door open, Returning to the deal would still achieve our most important, urgent uh, goals and would be strongly in our national security interest. A researcher at the Middle East Institute in Washington called the impasse a state of limbo. Well, everybody will assume that the Vienna talks have collapsed, but nobody will be willing to announce it. That is Biden's dilemma. If they declare the talks over and conclude that Iran has imminent nuclear weapons capability, Washington could be forced into taking direct action against Iran or support action by Israel. These are two clocks ticking, putting a lot of pressure on the Biden administration. One is the clock on Tehran's actual nuclear technology, and the other, there's a political clock of the congressional elections in November that could deeply erode Biden's political Cloud, so we have politics. We have Iran on the verge of nuclear a nuclear weapon. We have Israel with now capabilities that they can get stealth uh, using stealth technology, get their planes all the way to the nuclear facilities and not be detected, and not having to uh, refuel in midair, making it even more likely that they would strike. You have an impasse. You have a lot of things developing, and it's all been developing over probably the last week. And and it's not getting a lot of attention because clearly there are a lot of other things going on in the world that are demanding a lot of attention. So uh, while a lot of people are looking at this issue and this issue and this issue, here's this issue that's building that most people are not paying attention to. That's why I wanted to bring it to everyone's attention. I'm not going to sit here and offer any in-depth analysis. I'm not even going here and offer any prediction. I'm just placing it all on the table before you. All right. So let's make it clear. Iran is inching closer and closer and closer to basically having a nuclear weapon. Israel has constantly said they're not going to allow that. And Israel now has the ability to do something about it. And they don't need anybody's help. They can do something about it right now. It, it appears right now they have the capabilities. The Biden administration wanted us like, okay, no agreement, no crisis. We're just going to kind of, we're just going to try to keep everything in limbo and just make everyone happy. But that's not sustainable anymore. The clock is ticking. Either the agreement is not going to happen. The stock talks are dead. And uh, Iran moves forward, or you're going to come up with some agreement that hopefully will appease Iran and stop them from moving forward to a nuclear weapon. In the meantime, Israel's sitting there watching to see what will happen. I don't know what's going to occur. American family uh, and, their, and their report, they, they clearly predict that they think something will happen over. well, it's, it's June the 11th, by the time August is over. Somewhere by the end of August, they think Israel will strike. And if, if you're already paying five dollars a gallon, 520, five, even if you're just paying 480, 490, what can, uh, can you imagine what happens if the Middle East just complete instability begins to spread and we end up in some kind of a, a military conflict building between Israel and Iran. you. I mean, what, is, what does that mean for the global economy? What does that mean for? Every, what does it mean for so many other issues as well? It is something to watch. I'm not going to go full blown news coverage here because I try to balance this out. We do do some news commentary, but we try to focus on you know theology, Bible studies, devotionals. We try to we try to focus more on that. Try to keep it balanced, but we can't just ignore what's going on in the world, right? I mean, hey, look if you if you have a microphone, um, I think it's important to talk about what's happening in the world, hopefully from a biblical and theological perspective. Now, just Be careful! Whenever you know this is what's going to happen, if Israel launches a strike against Iran's nuclear facilities, it'll be five seconds after everyone be like, "This is it! This is the rapture is getting ready to happen. The uh, the Antichrist is about to be revealed." All those kinds of just sensational Bible prophecy programs will go crazy with it. It will be, who knows? I mean, I saw this going all the way back to the first Gulf War. Uh, Christian bookstores, all kinds of books about, this is it, the Babylon's being rebuilt, and Saddam Hussein is going to basically, uh, you know, basically be the Antichrist, and all these crazy claims. Of course, nothing happened. Then after 9-11, more crazy claims. And Just every time you turn around, and at some point, it you would think it would stop being effective, but it, it's, it's never, it, look... They sell books, they sell DVDs, they sell all kinds of things uh, to and it becomes a it always becomes a way for ministries to make lots of money. So I just want you to be careful, not fall for all of that. Just by all means take it seriously. By all means look at it. By all means pay attention, but just don't get caught up in the sensationalism. It, it, it's a balance there, right? You don't want to just say like it doesn't matter right i mean you if i guess if your theological perspective is israel doesn't matter they're finished they've been replaced by the church we don't care what i mean if you if you have that theological perspective then i guess you don't matter but you don't have to go look you don't have to go all the way to that theological perspective and and at the same time so you don't have to go to the theological perspective israel's been replaced they're done with you don't have to reject that and go all the way to crazy sensationalism and and Bible prophecy craziness. I think there's a biblical balance. I think God's made promises to Israel that have not been fulfilled and I believe they have to be fulfilled literally. How that's all going to play out, there's always discussions and and disputes within the Bible within Bible prophecy circles about that. But just because something happens with Israel doesn't mean everything's getting ready to occur. According to your system of, of eschatology. They could just just wait and see what happens. No matter what's going on in the world, doesn't matter if it's Russia, Ukraine, doesn't matter if it's domestically, doesn't matter what's happening in the world, how it may be seemingly to spiral out of control, it may seem crazy. Just remember we can't allow any of that to distract us from first and foremost living out our Christian life, trying to bring God glory trying to obey the scripture, grow closer to him, and our responsibility to disciple others and our responsibility to preach the gospel and bring people and and hopefully God will use that preaching to bring people to salvation so that there are more people to disciple. Doesn't mean we don't pay attention, it just means we can't allow it to distract us from what we're supposed to be doing. It's hard to maintain that biblical balance. It really is. But that's the latest. I hope that's beneficial. I hope that's helpful. And we will I I know, know you're probably will, but you should say more no because then it just slides over into speculation right Israel now has a capability that it seemed previously they did not or at least wasn't previously known, meaning that they seem to have the capability now to to launch an attack upon Iran's nuclear facilities. And talks seem to be breaking down between the US and Iran and Iran as well, they turned off cameras and it seems like that they are moving well more and more closer and closer and closer to those nuclear capabilities and if us won't do anything you almost know israel will so that's the latest as of right now i bet you there's even more information out there about what's going on i'm going to keep uh i'm going to keep my eyes open i'm going to keep my ears to the ground i'm going to keep uh making sure i subscribe to every news podcast on planet earth and if i hear any reports We'll talk about it here, and if something happens, we'll try to offer a balanced perspective avoiding a lot of the craziness. That's what I can promise you. I'll do my best, all right? But at the same time, we don't want to turn this podcast into just a news podcast because that would defeat its main purpose and goal, and I've been there, done that, and it ultimately— was damaging spiritually uh, to me, all right, because it became more, yeah, we we won't go back through all of that, okay? Does that make sense? We're going to try to maintain that balance. All right, thanks for listening. You can email me your thoughts on the entire situation, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. If you're on YouTube, feel free to place your comments there, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens, all right? Pray. That's the one thing you can do, pray, because we don't want to see death, bloodshed, destruction, instability, and global chaos and global economic pain for everyone. There's much to pray about in the world right now. There's plenty to pray about. If you're like, I don't know what to do, pray. Pray and fast. If there's ever a time for prayer and fasting, just look at the world around you you say, I don't know what to do. Live out your Christian life. Disciple anyone and everyone you can find around you who claims to be a Christian. Anyone who's not a Christian, do your best to present the gospel to them. In the meantime, pray and fast. Those are some things we can always be involved in. All right. Thanks for listening.